There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Imri and welcome back to the Wannabe podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. If you like this episode and those before it, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend. Also, if you checked out Monday's episode with Georgia, you may have decided to design your own self-care jar. And if you're looking for more self-care tips to fill it with, you can get a copy of my 24 easy actions that will calm your mind and make you smile mini book, which is crammed with tried and tested smile inducing actions. Yes, they were all tried by myself and I had a ton of smiles and giggles whilst putting it together. You can get your copy on wannabepodcast.com. Right, in today's episode, we talk to Georgia again about what tools you can use to track your time, how to pick freelance projects and how to set your rate, why you shouldn't say yes to all opportunities and how to say no. Also, we talk about deciding when to take time out and when to utilize self care tools. Georgia also goes into incredible detail about her daily routine and how she maintains really great discipline and how that helps her manage her mental health condition, which if you listen to Monday's episode, you'll know was borderline personality disorder. Right. We also reveal our very first freelance rate and they were shockingly, shockingly low. So have a listen and let us know what you think. Hi, Georgia. Hey. So, who did you want to be before you became who you are today? I wanted to be Beyonce when I was like growing up. How old are you? Because I feel like Beyonce is like, like a recent like icon. Like obviously she's been around from like DC days because mm. Beyonce and Destiny Child were like greatness. But I feel like she became like Beyonce in like the last like ten ish years. You're really young. Never mind. Let me just stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) um, Destiny's Child, like I completely loved them. And like I used to have their posters like all over my room. And I just love their like songs. Like they were always really empowering, always about women, always about bringing women together. And when I was younger, I wanted that. So you wanted to be empowered. Yeah, I wanted to be empowered. Um, I was very much surrounded by like girls, like, I wasn't a tomboy. I was a proper girly girl. I loved pink, like really stereotypical girl. I was that. Um, and Beyonce, like all of her songs. Um, yeah, were just amazing. Oh, that's nice. I feel like that's a little bit cliche, small, small, but I'm not going to shade you <laughs> for picking Beyonce because I mean, who wouldn't want to be Beyonce? Exactly. <laughs> Honestly. Exactly. Um, so I wanted to ask about like the qualities in Beyonce that you really admire so I know you mentioned like empowering women and girls and you know just being fiercely independent mm. all these really great things did, did you ever embody any of her characteristics or traits in your life like can you tell me about a time where you just embodied the power of Beyonce um I felt like 
she was very kind of independent of doing her own kind of thing. And then she had that song, Independent. Well, they all had that song. Um, and I, yeah, was very much independent as a child, I would say. Like, I was fine. I'm an only child, so I was actually fine on my own. Like, at school, I liked my own time. So I was very much independent. But then I did also learn how to lean on my friends. And I feel like that's sort of what Beyonce kind of does. Um, like, she's so independent, but I'm hoping if she needs support, she's got, like, a whole team around her. Yeah. And that's what I looked for in my childhood. And that's how I think I've become. I'm very independent, but I know who my friends are and where to go if I really need that support or that encouragement. All right. So we're going to switch directions a little bit. Um, what did you want to be when, when you were growing up? When I was growing up, I wanted to be a weather girl. Oh my God. What? That's yeah. so random. So I wanted to be on TV presenting the weather. Um, I think I just liked the fact that people were watching. Um, it was usually when I was growing up, just a woman on TV presenting the weather and I wanted to be her. Nice. Yeah. I mean, what, well, what steps did you take to fulfill that dream? I didn't. <laughs> it shifted from like, I wanted to be a weather girl for ages and ages. And I wanted to be a teacher, I think, because I just like the sound of my own voice. And um, <laughs> I used to play teachers with like my teddies and stuff. I like bossing people about. Um, and then I wanted to be a mum. I thought, yeah, I could, a mum would be a job. I thought like mums got paid and stuff. Did you? Um, well, oh my, my mom's, God. My mum's a childminder. Should. Yeah. <laughs> mum's a nanny, so childminder. So every, I thought she got obviously got gets paid. Yeah. But I was like, oh, she's getting paid for being a mum. But then I found out like mums actually don't get paid. No, it's um, a real travesty actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, weather girl to like a mum to teacher. All right. Um, what do you want to be now? Now... I want to be a influence, a creative influence. A creative influence. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that look like? So I would say, I would say I'm a creative because I do lots of different things. Like I write, I write plays, I write poetry, I sing, I make theatre, I facilitate. I do a bunch of stuff. So that's kind of my creative and I want to influence people and support people through my own different practices that's really cool yeah you're like a multi-potentialite which is like a term coined by emily wapnick who wrote a book called how to be everything i think check it out um but yes yeah, the idea that there are some people in this world that are destined to be loads of different things they're not comfortable specializing they're mm. just really good at trying their hands at different things and they do all of those things quite well um and then like forcing someone to kind of just sit in that one lane doesn't work for that person mm. and then obviously you've got people that are really good at just specializing and just wanting to be in that one thing really focusing and drilling down and I think I can completely relate to that multi-potential I think like I wear so many hats running mm. shout out hosting a podcast doing marketing somewhere else I've worked for the Caribbean takeaway I've literally done every job under the sun at this point because I'm like I just want to see what it's like can I be good at this like I'm so curious um and I don't want to ever feel like I'm limiting myself and not that anyone who specializes is limiting themselves but I just feel like I'm really being boxed in if I'm always stuck in the same place. Do you, do you feel that way? Yeah, I feel, I think I do lots of different stuff because I want to, I see great things. Like I see plays and I'm like, oh, I want to actually write a play. Let me try and write a play. Or 
um, I'm discovering kind of producing now because I feel like when it comes to the time where I want to produce like an event or I want to put my play on, mm. I want to know the best way I can I can do that. So when I do look for like an external producer to produce my stuff, yeah, I know what qualities I want in them. Are you the kind of person that says yes to all opportunities type person? Like, is that <laughs> is that you? <laughs> uh yeah yeah but no it's not a bad quality yeah but now I'm having to say no because um I've been given some great opportunities and I'm still at uni so it's balancing oh, you are. congrats thanks it's balancing all of that with uni although uni is very flexible um it's just balancing all like my freelancey bits on the side and my own projects and yeah. being able to fulfill them to the best of my ability yeah um so yeah, it's, it's learning to say no. And the power of no is so important because I struggle with saying no because I feel like I won't get the opportunity again. If I say no, they wouldn't ask me. Yeah. But it's not that. I need to take care of myself and I need to take time out, self-care um, and do everything to the best of my ability without half-heartedly doing anything. So what is your process for kind of selecting what you say yes to? Like, what it, do you have like a checklist in your head? Do you do to-do list? Like, what is your process for what you say yes to and what you say no to? Um, I'll think, what is it that I've just been asked to do? Who's the artist, like, organisation? Mm-hmm. What is my personal opinion on them? Um, next thing I would ask myself is how much time would it take out of my week or my day what is how much time are they am I required to do that job yeah um is it just a short one day thing or if it's a weekly reoccurrence thing how many hours and get that those locked down yeah. not if it's part-time no I need to know how many hours um next thing is yeah time and money come together so is it paid I used to do um a lot of work for free yeah uh I don't do that anymore I know my own worth That's I know smart. that um I need to get paid uh however if it's a charity or it really really depends but a lot of the stuff now that I'm getting is paid and if an unpaid job comes along and then if another paid job comes next to it I would probably pick the paid job just because I know how how artists uh how valuable artists are and I myself and as an artist I need to treat myself right and the job that I'm doing for someone who is getting paid by usually the arts council or someone else. Like yeah. I know that they've got money coming in. I need a bit of that money. So yeah, yeah, I know my own worth. I know that the job I'm doing, if I was to work with them is valuable, but I need to get paid. Um, I'm still not as good as you at being able to say no to things. I'm so bad at it. Um, and like you, it's that fear of feeling like if I say no to this, I will never be asked again. Um, do you have advice for the listeners and also me who feel like that immense burden of if I say no that's it for me because obviously like rationally I know that's not true but do you have like was there like a specific thing that helped you get over that just knowing how much I can give um out to individuals and out to companies and how much I appreciate the work I do and if I work for a company or that artist like I would offer them loads like so much and just knowing your own worth and knowing that you are bold like you need to be brave you need to be courageous you need to be you need to be confident with how you're selling yourself with who you are because I think if you feel really nervous it's fine to feel nervous but if you feel really kind of 
vulnerable and you really show that vulnerability and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about my rate or um, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too sure. If you're like that, then they're just going to pretty much walk all over you and be like, oh yeah, it's just expenses only. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I don't. Do I don't even get expenses. <laughs> I'm just here, just doing things for free. Um, I, I think, gonna... yeah, doing stuff for free is great. And it gets your name out there. So don't knock yeah. it. Don't just say no, no off, the yeah. t- off the cuff. Sometimes a little, sometimes I feel like it's one of those things where this, there's this unspoken um, ritual in like, especially in freelance world, but in most things where you're in the, in the creative industry mm-hmm. is that you kind of have to pay your dues a little bit and do quite a few things for free until you get seen. And like, there are going to be the opportunities that essentially knock on the door and pay you. Like some of the things that I've been given, they were just like, this is the fee. And I was like, this is way more money than I was ever going to ask for. So thank you for setting my rate for me. I appreciate that. And that also <laughs> means that you have way more money to give me next Literally. Time. So it's, it is like, there are tricks to the train. You get better and better at it. Yeah. You need to work your way up. Yeah. yeah I started like doing unpaid stuff, flyering. Um, yeah. Just do your unpaid stuff. And then when it comes to a paid job, just setting that rate and not feeling ashamed to like set it, being like, yeah, that's my rate. Do you mind me asking what your first ever rate was? Like, well, do you remember? I have lots of different hats. So like I do like a facilitation fee. I have like a writing fee. I have lots of, lots but of different a lot fees. of, I mean, I used to work in retail. So I was, my thing was, yeah, eight pounds or more an hour. Oh my God. You could definitely, char- <laughs> you could definitely be charging more girl. I mean, I remember my first, when I first went freelance. Um, that was for retail. Oh, what? That was when I was like young. Oh, okay. but no, freelance is ten pounds an hour. When when I started, yeah. When when you started, I didn't even do hours. I did. I think I started Set with day rates. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, I did have. No, I'm lying. I actually did have an hourly rate, and it was like, I think it was like thirteen pounds an hour, okay. which isn't too bad. <laughs> um, however, it was really it was a, a bad deal for me. So my first freelance job was essentially um, I was working for like a hair care company. <laughs> imagine that um I was doing eight hours a month so when you're on like 13 I think it was like between 13 and 15 pounds an hour like that's like no money in a month so I was just like doing and I actually what was really bad so don't do this guys um (laughs) is that (laughs) essentially I had to rebuild the website so a part of it was just the actual job was to kind of optimize and do some social Mm. media stuff um in like this eight hour block that existed throughout the month and um, what actually happened was that I reconfigured the whole website show I, I said what I, I told her what I was going to do I explained everything and I completely made those changes to optimize it for better sales and it took me like four hours and she did give me like I did quote like a lump sum it was so small I think I quoted like 120 pounds to do this mm. and um yeah I'd spent about four four to six hours like redoing the whole thing and then she then she said she hated it and I she wants me to put it all back um and just make the minor adjustments so I essentially spent like eight hours I mean I did about close to 16 to 20 16 between 16 and 20 hours um for 120 pounds which is ridiculous um and then after that I did set my day rate at like it was like 100 pounds a day or something really tiny but like what as I set it and someone paid it I just like started adding to it and it was like by 20 pounds and then yeah and then someone came along and offered me 
a, like they were like this is our rate for the day like that's it that's all we can pay you like I was like oh you're saying this is all you can pay me like I was like this is like nearly double <laughs> my rate already so there's some handy tips on like freelance life mm. and also track the hours you work hey it's Danny Pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Um so someone told me about this cool like app called Toggle. Ooh, and, wait, Toggle. Yeah, T O G G L E. I think um and you basically just press like start and stop it's like a timer so you can type in the different projects you're doing oh my god I think I might have heard of this and then it adds it up so if you're only doing like even to the fact like just an email before or a phone call like track all of that yeah even just once you're like clocking on say you've got you're doing like five hours a week press that timer I hear that man I'm definitely downloading this and I like that their website has like little kids doing like businessy things <laughs> Cute. i'm like a sucker for that oh that was really handy i think that we sh- you've shared some really useful things because i know that a lot of people will be entering a space and just feeling like really uncomfortable not knowing how to set their rate and i think everyone has the tendency to just go really low <laughs> i feel yeah. like if you go in and you aim high and people just you're not getting jobs then it's just a sign you need to lower um and, and also it's, it's ask, play by ear yeah ask, ask a lot of like your friends who are like in the creative industries what did you first charge what do you charge now some people might want not want to answer that but i just believe um being kind of vulnerable and helping to inspire people and sharing your knowledge with someone else that's new just helps them and yeah. also look online like research like if you're in like I kind of do kind of acting, devising stuff, like look on equity, like look on those kind of rates websites and get the standard day rate. And then you can work yours out from there. Yeah. Um, but as idea. I said, like I am a new freelance, like I, I'm really, really new into this freelancey bit, this zone. It feels yeah. like a zone of freelance. I'm so bad at freelance. Like but I've just I love it too it. much effort. Like I did, it, I, d- I was really lucky that when I first went freelance, I had like clients immediately and not because I tried <laughs> I didn't try that hard, which I know sounds like a humble brag, but it was really by accident and a miracle, actually. And so it really, you really do kind of either stumble upon them. But I think actually after a while that dried up, like serendipity wasn't happening for me anymore. And I really had to be quite proactive. Um, and then I found that too hard. So I just gave up. Um, <laughs> but 
I think, yeah, you do have to stay on it and like know how to invoice and like really basic things, which we'll get into. They don't in, teach like, you at school. Yeah, they don't. Like none of the useful things that you need in life. Are I mean, I'm on an amazing uni course and they teach us that. So I've learned a lot. What's, what's your course? Um, It's got a long name. It's Go called it. Performance and Creative Enterprise. Ooh, that sounds flashy. The Guildhall School of Music and Drama. So what I actually did want to follow up on is you said that ultimately you want to be a creative influence. Um, so I wanted to know, like, what does that look like? Like, what does your day look like as a creative influencer, I guess? And and what does your life look like having achieved that? In the future? It could be now. It could be in the future. If you Do you feel like you've actually achieved that already? Yeah, no, I do. You I do. am a creative influencer. I've nice. said it. Full stop. <laughs> be it. Embody it. I am. Yeah, it's all about embodying it. And so... I would say I wake up every morning. I try and wake up at the same time each day, even on weekends, even if it's just an hour later, but I wake up by an alarm. I have this light. It's called a Lumi light. Oh, I know so, about those. Yeah. yeah. So you, um, the sun that rises and it, it's a light that's basically like a sun. Yeah. And it, yeah. I'm not describing it. That. Google <laughs> it, it Lumi light. <laughs> it basically wakes you up by imitating a sunrise. Basically. Yeah. Um, and like it may, it's meant to naturally wake you up without like shocking you out of your sleep. Like alarms do. Yeah. yeah. So um and it's great for in the winter months when it's really dark and rainy and cold outside. Like it you just feel like you're waking up and it's it's the daytime. So I wake up um using that. Then I sometimes I need to get back into it, um, do morning pages. So I'll write three pages. Oh my god. Of just like anything. Like I'll try and do that about three times a week, but I it, I should do it every morning just to get whatever you're thinking. Even if you've just woken up, just your, let your unconscious brain just take over Interesting. Um, and just let your, just, just let your hand just be free on the page. Um, I feel like I'm such a control freak. That's not going to work for me. Cause like I will actually it. think about it. Try it. Cause you won't, cause you've just woken up. You're out of that dream like state. You're just getting into it. You're just waking up and you'll be really surprised with the stuff that comes out. Like some mornings it's just really like, Oh, I just want to get up. Like, why am I writing? Just like, why am I writing over and over again? But other times some really deep stuff comes out and I'm like, wow, okay, I could turn that into a poem or, or wow, I didn't know you were feeling like this. Like, okay. Oh. Um, so yeah, I try and write in the morning. Then I will just make a kind of plan for the day. So like what I need, what needs to get done. And then I'll move on to like what I want to get done. Yeah. Like after my needs are satisfied, like what do I like want to get done? Um, but then I do have like other days where I just want to be in my PJs and that's cool. Um, but I've tried also when I'm working, especially my freelancing work that I do to not work in bed, even though my bed looks amazing and it's just like, oh, it's a double bed. Like it's so comfy. I could just easily open my laptop and just go in bed and do everything. I try and sit on my desk and do it, which is hard, but I kind of want to separate my downtime and my work time. Yeah, I still do it. I'm still guilty of like me and the laptop in the bed. And what I found is like, it's the opposite of when I'm in the bed doing work, I don't get sleepy, but I had, the problem is when I do actually go to bed, I can't sleep. So I actually don't sleep. Um, Because your body adjusts to, oh, it's work work mode mode, Yeah. And I do have to like, I've started to get into the practice of like, okay, no, you need to like, come into this room you need to go into the living room or do something else um because it is really bad like do not if you do not get into the habit of working in your bed it's just such a bad habit and I definitely want to be able to break it I'm still struggling I'm probably gonna go (laughs) go and do some work in bed in a minute it's really tempting it's really hard especially if you're in bed like I watch Netflix in the evening yeah and then an email will come through 
And I'm like, damn, I need to reply to that. They've just sent it to me. But it's trying to prioritize like your time being like, no, this is my downtime. Like you sent an email to me at 8.30 at night. That's your problem. Like I'm not replying to that. It doesn't need to get done now. Like it really does not. Right now I need my self-care time. I need my downtime where I can switch off. So let me just close that email and I'll reply to it in the morning. Wonderful. No, I've gotten into the habit of like, I don't respond to emails Mm. after a certain time now. Mm. Like it is. I'm still learning to do that about the emails part. You'll get there. It's really small steps because I guess like my thing is like the hardest thing for me to break is the laptop in bed. Uh, (laughs) It's not going anywhere. I try, but I can't. I'm actually now, actually now I've got my coloring book. It's a beautiful oh. thing. I love that thing. Um, now I've got my coloring book. I try to replace that as something to do with my hands because mm. I, I like watching Netflix, but some shows I, I prefer as background noise. So I can just, I just color and instead, and that kind of keeps me away. So that's kind of something that like a little trick that I've learned to do in the last few weeks. Um, but like the smallest thing that I could do was I'm not responding to emails after hours. And the one thing that I keep telling myself about that is it is unprofessional to send emails after hours. And like, and that's, that's enough to be like, yeah, you're right. Unlike you, who's been clearly tracking hours for a while now, we only just did that. Um, and actually I only did it for F. I didn't do it for myself. And when it came back, that he had done 1,058 unpaid hours of podcast production. Lord, he was <laughs> upset for days. <laughs> like, you just don't, you, we just like, because sometimes it's fun. Sometimes you really care. Sometimes it's exhausting. And you're like waking up at all hours and you just don't think about those things. But it is a good practice to just keep a track of how much time you're spending on things. Like, honestly, time management is like a skill that when I asked people on Twitter, like what's kind of blocking them from achieving their goals, like time management was one, financial freedom was another. Um, (laughs) But like time management definitely came up time and time again. And I think, yeah, if, if toggle is the one, I also have another tip as well. Um, The Pomodoro technique is like one of my favorite things. Um, so that you can get apps that basically do the Pomodoro technique. So the Pomodoro, Pomodoro basically means tomato in Spanish. Um, it basically, <laughs> tomato technique. It, um, so it's a technique that basically blocks your day. So you're, it helps you be more productive um, in shorter bursts by giving you regular breaks throughout your day. So essentially you work for 20 minute bursts. You can set it to 25, depends how you feel. But you work for a 20 minute burst and then you get a five minute break. And in that five minute break, you can just do whatever as long as you are not working. And then, so the idea is that you wake up in the morning, set your tasks like you normally do. And then you say, I estimate that this might take me an hour. So you do three Pomodoros. Um, and then you kind of like time yourself like that. <laughs> three tomatoes. Um, you, time, you, you build your day up like that. And in the end, you find that like, and you have to work in that 20 minutes. Like you cannot like no, no Facebook, no Twitter, nothing. Like no, no distractions. Off, yeah. Like you work because in five minutes, that five minutes is coming and then you can just do what you want. You could just go crazy, like lose your mind. And that's fine. Um, and so you do that. And I think after about five of them, maybe four or five of them, you get a 25 minute big break. So I have to try that, yeah, you know, honestly, the tomato app. Yeah. yeah. Try Pomodoro technique. It has made me infinitely more productive. Like I get way more stuff done than I get, mm. do in a whole day when I'm using that technique because I've compared it when days I do nothing and I'm like, I could have done so much, but I didn't. And I'm, and then I use the Pomodoro and I'm like, I'm nine Pomodoros, which means I've like completed quite a, quite a bit of, quite a few tasks in that, in that time. So just a handy tip for you. (laughs) 
So yeah, I do that. I well, I don't do that. Not the tomato app, but I'm going to <laughs> download because I can't say pom- pom- pomodoro. Pomodoro. I think the app I use is called Good Time. On okay, the that, yeah, Good Time. Store. I need to download that. Um, yeah. So after like, oh yeah. So either uni or like my kind of personal admin or my own personal projects, and then in the evening I'll either go to like an event or like a theatre show. Or I will have some self-care. So I will make myself some dinner. Yeah, and get into bed, get my pajamas on, maybe put a face mask on and just chill out and turn like, I'm trying to turn my emails off. I'm trying to. Um, Maybe look on like social media. I mean, I look on social media a lot, maybe too much. I need to stop that. I need to really clock the time I do on that. Because it is quite scary, the amount of times I'm on my phone. Do you feel like it makes you feel better or worse when you check it though? Because I think everything's going to yeah. come down to how you feel about it. Or I feel afterwards. I personally feel better but for checking it because I feel still connected with the world. Like times where I feel really depressed or really upset. Um, I check my phone and I remember I do actually have friends or I do. There are people that care about me. Yeah. Because when I'm in that depressed state, I can't see out. So yeah. having, having opening up like Instagram or Twitter and fe- being like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like I've got these people. Amazing. Thank you so much, Georgia. Thank you. Like literally. Thank All right. You. And there you have it. Georgia's routine and all the tools tips and tricks she uses to be a successful and well-moneyed freelancer i hope that you have come away knowing how to set up your day-to-day routines whether you want to write morning pages or not i suggest you give it a try also whether to-do lists are for you or not definitely give them a try and see if they help you stay more organized and more disciplined with your freelance journeys also i hope that sharing our rates was really helpful to you and know that you can always aim high and go low but it's a lot harder to go low and get higher right do not forget that at the end of this month i'm going to be joined by brand and marketing expert Priska moyesa Now, she is coming in specifically to answer your branding queries, your marketing queries, and your careers and freelancing queries. We will be answering as many as we can squeeze into our half an hour section. So please do send them in to wb at shoutoutnetwork.co.uk or you can go to wannabepodcast.com and submit your questions or queries to ask Priska which is a whole tab at the top of the website I also want to remind you that if you haven't checked out part one even though we do discuss some really triggering subjects there is a really great action at the end about self-care so if you have checked it out you'll know exactly what I'm talking about but if you haven't you can just skip and over to like the maybe the last 10 minutes where we talk about the self-care jar and why it's so important and essential to have one and I want you guys to go ahead and get a copy of the 24 easy actions that will calm your mind and make you smile mini book on the website so head on over to wannabepodcast.com and get yourself a copy of that right thank you for listening and making it to the end Be sure to leave a review on iTunes if you like what you heard. And also, I'm always looking for feedback. So do follow me at wannabepodcast or at Morgan on Twitter and Instagram. And please do let me know your thoughts. 
and I'm signing out. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.